This is Christine Nairn, and you're listening to Follow Your Spirit. going on spirit family tim lawson here host of follow your spirit it is so nice to have spirit soccer back uh especially with the the amazing win that they had two to one over houston top of the table the spirit look good the fans are excited it's a really exciting time to be following the washington spirit last week i had the opportunity or i should say earlier this week wow that's that's how long it's felt like it's been uh, I had the opportunity to talk to a few people, um, Nairn, Kleiner, and then uh, a couple members of the Spirit Squadron. Uh, so, since Nairn got the brace last night, and I've been desperately waiting for, for her to score a goal, uh, we'll throw her into today's episode. Um, but first, I think we'll do Chris and Jen from the Spirit Squadron. We were having technical difficulties pretty much the entire conversation. First her, first a sound card went out, then Skype was being difficult, and then uh, microphones weren't uh, picking things up as well as they should. Uh, but we got it done nonetheless, so um, bear with some of the audio issues, but uh, we'll undoubtedly have them back on again in the future. Uh, and then right after that, we'll roll right into my interview uh, with midfielder Christine Nairn, uh, and then I'll have Alyssa Kleiner's interview up next week for you to enjoy. I'll be out of country all next week, so you'll see very little from me on Twitter or the podcast, the blog, etc. Uh, but very excited to to come back and uh, start covering these last few weeks of the regular season and watch the Spirit take a strong position going into the playoffs. All right, everybody, I hope you enjoyed the interviews, and we'll see you next time. Enjoy. All right, Spirit family, I'm really excited about uh, this particular interview. It's always fun to talk to the players and the coaches, but I've been looking forward to my talk with members of the Spirit Squadron for a long time. They're here finally. I have Jen and Chris from Spirit Squadron. Ladies, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for the offer. It's our pleasure to be here. Yeah. So let's let's go I I ask every spirit player about, you know, how they got introduced to soccer. So let's go back to the introduction of the Spirit Squadron. Talk to us about the inception of the squadron. Okay, so um I really got into women's soccer actually. Uh the Olympics no, the World Cup, uh the famous Brazil US quarterfinal game. Uh Rapinos Cross to Abby's head, amazing. So that's when I first fell in love with women's soccer. And uh, shortly thereafter, the NWSL came around, and I saw that there was going to be a team in the Washington area. So I talked to my best friend, Jen. I said, we're going to get season tickets. She said, heck yeah, we're in. And uh, we started going to games. Uh, first few games, we didn't really know anyone. We, we tailgated by ourselves. Tailgated by ourselves in the parking lot. It was very sad and pathetic and lonely. And then one day on Twitter, I randomly came across a group that was going to have uh, a bow tie night. Uh, Ashlyn Harris, our goalkeeper at the time, was really into bow ties. So we uh, 
we, we were like, why not? We brought some bow ties. We went to their tailgate. And uh, ever since then, they've become like family. And yeah. we've grown closer and closer over the years. And taken on a leadership role as we've become more and more involved. So then um, how soon after... Um, the beginning of this fan group do the drums and the chants and and the the week to week traditions come in. So the chants started the first year. Um, there was not a whole lot to cheer the first year, but we did what, we did what we could. Um, That's a polite way to say it. Um, and then over the off season, our vice president Angie, that's our dog Lola. Sorry, Hi Lola. Lola. She's very excited that we're on the podcast. She's also a spirit fan. She's a big, she's a big spirit fan. Um, over the off season, the first off season, our vice president bought a drums, so we've had drums from season two on. Um, my dog is also a uh, spirit fan, um, although he doesn't root so much as he just aggressively wags his short little tail. He roots. He roots for the spirit. As as in yeah, but. Uh, when he does wag his short little tail, he does it for the spirit. Excellent. Yes. Um, how many? So how many, either official or unofficial, or you can give me both if you know a ballpark, how many members are part of the Spirit Squadron? I think we're up to close to 40 at this point, and we have some international members, um, folks that just wanted to join and support because they love the spirit and they like hearing us on the, uh, the streams each week. Um most of us are in the general, you know, within three or four hours-ish away. Uh, but we have some members from Detroit, yep. Georgia, South Carolina. South Carolina, so all across the United States. But most, the majority of us are within three, four hours. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. As you say, most of us are within three, four hours. I'm an hour away from the Plex, and this that's possibly the furthest <laughs> that I would... I would commute for a sporting event. It's amazing that people drive so far uh, to watch a team, but it's really, it's it's cool at the same time. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I mean, when we have uh, one of our members driving pretty regularly from South Carolina, it, we're amazed. I'm, you know, we live in Fairfax, so we're 45 minutes an hour depending on the beltway. And uh, the Wednesday games are brutal. Like, I don't know how people who live so far away do it sometimes. That's commitment. Yeah, no kidding. Um Let's talk a little bit about both of you as fans. Um, who uh, currently? Who are your favorite spirit players? Uh, Got to go with Joe, Joe Loman. Um, mm. uh, God, we really like. She's having the season of her career, yeah, she you is. know. And uh, the fact that you know most people probably were kind of writing her off at one point. You know, she's getting older. Blah blah blah. She doesn't listen to any of that. You know? She's always showed us a ton of love since the first day we met her. Um, my, my favorite well, is Diana Matheson. I think she's an amazing player. I really like how hardworking she is, very blue-collar, uh, selfish, selfless, I should say. Um, <laughs> runs down the ball, makes great plays. I don't know if you saw the, the, the game today against Germany, but, again, she was really – to, to my opinion, the uh, the best Canadian player on the field. So she's my favorite. We like everybody. I mean, like, legit, that sounds hokey. But there's something we really love about everybody on that roster. Tori Houston. Tori, God, we She's love been there Tory. since day one. I mean, honestly, the, like, the reason I love the team so much is because of the way they play. They're selfless. 
They're they're hardworking. There's not really like any divas that are like it's all about them. And uh, I don't know. It's just they're all they seem to genuinely like each other, genuinely want to work together to win. And uh, it's hard not to like a team like that. So I guess long yeah. story short, it's really hard for us to pick. Like you know, if you ask thirty different squadron numbers, you'd get fifteen, twenty different. Answers really, and if you look in yeah. the stands and, and the jerseys we're wearing on our backs, you're going to see Oyster, you're going to see Houston, you're going to see Matheson, you're going to see Krieger, you're going to see Houston, uh, Loman. You name it. You name it. We got him. Oh, and Crystal Dunn's pretty good too. Oh, she's adequate. That girl from Argentina, she's okay too. Um, for for the sake of the the audience, I suppose you should introduce yourselves so they know which voice uh, goes with n- which name. <laughs> Uh, my name is Chris, and I'm Jen, and we're part of the squad. Yeah. Ones. A note on favorite players: they are all wonderful. I will, yeah. I will, I will say that I of all the interactions that I've had on the podcast and in post game, etc., every one of them has been wonderful. Whether or not they've even been enjoying my interactions with them, they've been very nice. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's kind of how we feel too, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, favorite moments so far this year? What stands out? Okay, I'm, a, I'm kind of a snarky human being, so for me, my favorite moment was when uh, Tobin Heath spiked the ball onto the ground in the uh, Portland home game. Um, the, the crowd noise and the fans were really getting to her clearly because she just lost it. And um, anytime you can take the opponent's team's best player and just make them you know, just lose their head during the game. That's a victory for us as fans. And I think going to New Jersey was a ton of fun this year, as it always is. Um, you know, it's, a, it's we, we kind of think of it like another home game sometimes because there's so many of us. Um, and I think, to be honest, another just a supporters another supporters group was the rainout because we had such a great time with the Sky Blue folks. <laughs> yeah, the Cloud Nine people are some of our favorite. Uh, supporters groups outside of the squadron themselves. The Tobin Heath ball spike is significant for me this year as well because it was the moment I felt like I became a true NWSL fan because the Spirit are obviously my favorite team. In that moment, I then had the team that I hated. Right? Yeah, they're, they are like the evil empire. They're the Patriots. Yeah. They're so easy to hate, aren't they? Yeah, and then watching a little brat spike a ball in the field, yeah. I was like, yep, yeah. yep, that and, does it. And then Megan Oyster catching the ball is the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, of uh, going into, assume, let's say hypothetically the top four teams right now in any order end up being the top four teams at the end of the season, Portland, Washington, Western New York, Chicago Red Stars, which one of those four teams – would you hope the Spirits uh, face in the semifinals? Oh, wow, good question. Um, I'm going to say not yeah. Portland. I feel like Mark Parsons, uh, he's the, the former coach. I feel like he's got some inside scoop that maybe the other coaches wouldn't. So I would say not Portland. Other than that, um, I'm going to say Chicago because we like to end their season a lot. That's true. We've been doing that since uh, was the first season the second season. The rain delay. The rain delay, yeah. I think that was the first season. So, yeah, we're, I feel like we're kind of Chicago's bad luck charm. So, we'll say Chicago. Got you. 
of so one of my favorite questions to ask spirit players is what is their favorite spirit squadron chant? Um, usually they can't decide, um, but for for the insiders, so the ones cheering the chants or chanting the chants, um, which ones do you enjoy the most? Uh, I like vamos a lot. I yeah. think it's short, pretty sweet, and then it's it's kind of special for like Benini and some of our uh, Spanish speaking players. And we did yeah. um, edit it for our eleven o'clock a.m. home game the last time. We were pretty proud of it. We went from noche to dia. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I also really enjoyed the. Um, I don't even know if it has a name, but it's like oh 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 oh. oh, oh, oh. Oh, 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 Washington. That's my favorite. Yeah, I like the also discord a goal on you because it means well, we scored a goal. So I was, I just, um, about an hour ago, I was in an interview with Christine Nairn, and, um, we love her. Yeah, she's great. And we were talking about Spirit Squad and Chance, and I was telling her that I think that an underrated, one of my, I, I don't know if underrated, but because I don't know how they're rated, but one that I enjoy that doesn't really get talked about much in these conversations is when the other team messes up or creates a foul and the squadron chance that you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I enjoy it so often. And I, like, and I like look, I'm like, oh, there's a foul. And then I like look to the, <laughs> look to the squad and I'm like, do it, do it. We'll try not um, to let you down. Yeah, thanks. Uh, and then, of course, When I Root is uh, is a yes. personal favorite, but I'm a little biased since it opens up the show. We do like that. Uh, Spirit Squadron have been around since the Spirit have been around um, in the NWSL. You've seen the Spirit grow, and you've seen the league grow. Um, in the four, about the finish of the fourth season, where do you think, from a fan's perspective, um, and what you think your fellow fans can do, um, what does the need the, the league need in order to grow properly? I think everybody needs to bring people. You know, we need more people to stand, not just when it's the national team big name players coming to play against the spirit. It needs to be consistent fan attendance. And I think we need to get um, like the young adults. Uh, section of the market needs to really become um, maybe better advertised. I'm not sure how to get those people to the stands, but those are the ones that are going to come back week after week after week. Um, it's, it's nice to have the youth market as well because they are going to buy tickets with their, their whole soccer team and stuff, but if you want the dedicated fans that are going to be there in the rain, in the sun. And driving to New Jersey or Western New York as we did. We need to start building that um, young adult fan base as well. So I think that's really where the league is going to go next um, in terms of expansion. How I've noticed that at Spirit Games and even when I was in Boston, I suppose Boston's the only time I've, I've gone attended a game outside of Washington, I've noticed that my demographic is is not represented much at these games, and that's to be a late 20s, early 30s male who's not with a family. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, and I think that um, and this could get into an interesting conversation. One thing that I noticed in the equal pay, equal play, equal pay conversation was deliver a better product, and, you know, that'll attract more people. I don't think it's any worse of a product, um, personally. I've you know, I'm only in my first season, obviously, but I've seen enough soccer, and I don't feel like I'm watching much different, much 
it's not that different of a product. It's just the gender is different. What do you, where do you think that barrier is? Why do you think that it's being, that this game is being perceived as a different product when we still have people like Benini and Matheson and Dunn and, and Morgan and, and all the great players making great moves, great shots, great saves? Where, where's the barrier? Where's the sticking point on getting my demographic to recognize the talent that is on the field? I think it's a cultural thing. I really do. Um, you know, when the NWA first came in, it was, oh, it's just women's basketball. Oh, it's, you know, it's not as flashy or it's not as entertaining. And I think women's sports as a whole, people fall into that because it's easy. It's what they've heard. I think that getting your demographic or just anybody to come to one game and seeing the passion that the people have and the skill that the players have, you know, show me any other player who could have the ball, you know, is as talented with the ball at their feet as Benini is, or who has as much heart as Joanna Loman. You know, I think if we could just get a, people to come to one game, I think it takes one game in the right environment. And I think it's also sort of um, just being willing to admit that women athletes are amazing you know, world star athletes and just kind of getting over the fact that, yeah, just because you're not a guy doesn't mean um, you can't be an amazing athlete. You can't be, you know, a good role model for kids. You can't, like, the the product that's on the field is just as good as any men's team, better than some men's teams that I've watched. So I think it's just getting people to give it a shot um, and then just, People would be, you know, be willing to try something new. Be willing to admit that a female athlete can be an amazing athlete. I've been to a few DC United games, and I've been to every home game this season. And I, as a fan, have even been more entertained um, at Spirit Games than I have at DC United games. That's not to take away from DC United's product. They're a lot of fun to watch, but I think that there is... Once you start following the NWSL, especially the spirit and the the range of personalities and characters they have on that team, it becomes far more entertaining uh, and engaging to watch. Right. And I think as we get more coverage for the league, more coverage for the team, it will only grow. And not just yep. the big names. You know, not the Alex Morgan is in town. Not to take anything away from Alex Morgan. She puts butts in the seat. But when we can get beyond that with the players who are here every day, and, you know, who have to live with whose families and stuff. If these people would, if they're open, if they're approached with that, would maybe have a, a positive view of it. Tell us about sort of the, the growth of Spirit Squadron. How do you guys attract new members? And what should people do if they want to hang out with you guys, either at games, tailgates, whatever? Great question. We've tried to have a large social media presence. Um, and this year especially, we've been far more organized with, getting our information out there um, with membership drives, selling T-shirts, you know, just kind of being out. We have a website. We tweet about our tailgates all the time. Anyone and everyone is welcome to come to our tailgates. Kids, no kids, just bring them. Um, You know, it doesn't matter if we've ever met you before or not, just stop by. We're a very friendly group. We're very inclusive. If tailgating's not your thing or you can't get there until game time, feel free to stop by. We're in section 117, yeah. I believe. We hand out sheets for everybody. You know, the more the merry. We just want to make the game and brings more uh, victories to our home team. Absolutely. Jen, Chris, thank you so much for joining me. We're following the squadron. 
on Twitter at Spirit Squadron and gonna definitely hang out with you on September 3 at the Plex. Awesome. Thanks so much, Tim. Let's go Spirit. Yes, let's go Spirit. So Christine Nairn, midfielder for the Washington Spirit, it's been an exciting season to say the least. Would you agree? Yeah, um, you know, at the Spirit, we like to keep things interesting and, you know, keep the the fans at the edge of their seat. And I think uh, we played exciting style of soccer and um, kind of drawn in more fans than we have, like, as we have in, in the previous years and um, squeaked out some wins, earned some wins, um, and tried to eliminate the loss as much as we can. So um, we're happy with what we're doing, but we're never satisfied, and we're going to go until, you know, the season's over. So hopefully that ends with a championship. Yeah, and eliminating loss wherever you can, done a great job on that. With only three losses, Portland's only better with two. So um, I think the Spirit have definitely set the standard um, on avoiding loss. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, the the style that Jim and Denise have brought into the Spirit um, is very hard to break down and very uh, fun to play. It's very hard to play, but, you know, when it works, we uh, can be the best team in the league. And, I think that's shown at times, and, you know, um, we're hard to beat, and I think that shows what the three losses. So um, we're going to take all the positivity we can from each and every game and try to implement into the next game and just try to get better. Yeah. So to bring us way back to when Christine Nairn got introduced to the sport of soccer, when was that? <laughs> I was four years old. Four years old. Were your, did your parents uh, introduce it to you? Were you interested? Did a friend do it? How did how did you get into it? Um, well, it wasn't really by choice. Um, I have two older brothers, um, and they played soccer, so obviously I had to do exactly what they did. Um, they went outside, played soccer. I did that. They went rollerblading. I did that. So um, fortunately, they they picked a sport that um, I enjoy and I like, and. Um, you know, have been able to play at the professional level and, you know, haven't really looked back since since age four, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. It, at what point did you realize you could play at the professional level? I think as soon as I kind of could understand the game and um, really enjoyed it and enjoyed working hard and going out early, staying late after practice, um, and just couldn't get enough of it. I would watch, I mean, my, my parents were with me all the time. I was such a nerd that, you know, um, usually when you go to a sibling soccer game, you, you play with the kids around and kick the ball around. But um, I had my little soccer ball, and I would just watch the game from minute one and just wanted to understand the game as quickly as I could. And, um, you know, growing up, they always said I kind of played like a boy and, you know, played differently and didn't have a, a female mindset. And I think um, – because I was, you know, introduced the game so early, um, I've been able to kind of break games down mentally in my head and, and kind of see things that some players might not see. And I think that's kind of gotten me to the place I am right now is just being able to totally buy into the system, buy into the game, and, and really just break it down mentally. When we originally talked at the top of the season, um, you said that you you that the spirit was – they wanted to win and play an attractive style of soccer. Do you think that that describes how you guys have played this season? Absolutely. Um, I think at times we can be the best team in the league by far. Um, you know, Jim and Denise want us to play fast, like I said, attractive style of soccer, which means um, one and two touch, swinging the point of attack, and 
you know, just creating goal scoring opportunities. And I think um, when we're playing at our best, we we do all those things. And I think when we struggle, we're we're not able to do those things. And um, at the beginning of the season, it was very frustrating because Jim and Denise will always say, faster, faster, play this, two touch, you know, all these things. And I think now it's all starting to come together and, you know, we're getting to the to the most important part of our season, which is going into finals and, and playoffs. And I think because we've gone through the hard part of learning the style, we can do it without even thinking now. And I think that's that's really hard to break down. And, I mean, if we don't know what we're going to do, then, you know, the other team doesn't know what we're going to do. So um, we're, we're here to stay and we're here to play our style, which is attractive. And I said that from day one. And now it's all come together at the first time. Yeah. You've been captain a while, Krieger has been out, and um, I've seen you have some passionate chats with the officials. <laughs> um, tell, us, tell us about any difference or growth that you've noticed in your demeanor um, as acting captain and how that sort of changes the way you lead the team on the pitch. Um, you know, I could never replace Krieger um, or Matheson. You know, they both wear the armband at times, so... Um, to even be considered a captain on this team is, is such an honor and something I take or hold near and dear to my heart. So, um, you know, when I can put on that armband, I'm, I'm not only representing myself, I'm representing the whole team. So um, when somebody gets fouled and, you know, the ref uh, doesn't call it or vice versa, um, I'm the first one to get in there and the first one to say what's on my mind. And, and there have been some pictures that uh, – have been have come to light about my um, conversations with the ref, but um, you know I'm here to win. I'm a competitor. I want the team to do well, and you know if the team's doing well, then I'm happy. Um, and you know we're 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 doing well. We're hard to break down, and um, I think the refs have have been okay. You know at times, obviously I'm not going to agree with them 100 percent of the time because you know as a player I never think I foul or <laughs> so so that's you know, always going to be up for debate. Um, but no, I think my, my leadership has, has um, been consistent and, and, you know, I'm more of a lead by example kind of person. Um, and I just want everyone to work hard and, and they do. And, um, you know, I want them to think of me as a, a player who they can hold accountable and, and just not demand the best out of. And I think um, we've created those relationships uh, for DC is, you know, you're going to have those hard discussions. You're going to get it on someone's back if they make a mistake. But at the end of the day, we want to perform and we want to get those three points. Take us to a game or a moment um, this season where you have walked off the field disappointed or frustrated um, with your own performance. What led to that disappointment and how did you overcome it the following week? Um. I think there have been, you know, as a like I said, as a competitor, we're never satisfied, and I always think I can do better, um, and I always think the team can do better. Um, but I think the moment that pretty much stuck out was when we were away at Portland, um, and we lost, and then when we were home against Sky Blue, I believe. Um, yeah. And it's just like one of those games, it's not bouncing our way, you know, your touch is off, everything's off, and, and the only thing you can do is just control um, your hustle and, and work ethic and that. And, you know, at some point, 
that that isn't enough. And I think those two games, we just didn't have it to in the thoughts our way. Um, but I think what really matters is um, how we respond to those games. And, and I think after each game, we've we've come back better. And we've looked at the video. You know, Jim and Denise have got, given us things to work on, and um, we forget it. We don't forget it, but we um, kind of forget the feeling and um, just learn from it. So I think you know that says a lot for our team because you know we could drop three points, but you. Should, you know, watch out for the next week because we're going to be the best team in the league. I like that. Are you still having your waffles? <laughs> yep, absolutely. Good. Good. <laughs> I hope so. I had a waffle. I had a waffle on one game day, and I. How did we do? I think. I think it was actually a draw. Okay. Well. So maybe I'll avoid your breakfast then. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Maybe pan. Maybe I want to say pan. Like pancakes and waffles. I know that represents part of the team. I gotta. I gotta dabble into some other. Um, some other food that the the players eat on on game day and find the right game day food. Yeah, if we win, you gotta keep. You gotta keep eating that every every morning. Yeah, whatever. Whatever that is, right? Exactly. Um, Presumably, there's an adjustment period when the Olympic players leave. Um, is there a similar adjustment period when they return? Um, yeah, I think, you know, um, we're never going to be able to replace the the players that we lost, the five players that um, have been representing, you know, their countries in, in the Olympics. So um, it's always hard to lose them. Um, but it also is a little awkward when they come back. Because, you know, we have been doing well. We have been winning and, and playing well. Um, but how do you punish, I guess, the national team players who have gone to the Olympics? It's it's kind of it's kind of an awkward situation. I'm glad I'm not Jim <laughs> right now to, uh, <laughs> to make that decision because, you know, you look down the line and, and you see, you know, Krieger or Crystal or Matheson or either, any of them. Um, and, and, you know, you want them to play, but at the same time, they deserve to rest a bit and to get their legs back out of them and you know, just take a break from the game. And I think that's super important to, uh, to them and to us. And, you know, but at the same time, if we have them on our bench and we're down one nothing, who better than to come off the bench and, and insert themselves into a game than Crystal Dunn, Matheson, or Krieger or Shalina? You know, take your pick because that's, quite the card to have in your back pocket. That that right there is a powerful squad and what you just mentioned. And then looking at uh who's replaced them or who's sort of come up in their place, um those that's also a impressive set of players. So it's um you know, as I've told Jim, it's it's a good problem to have, even though it's one that he has to deal with week to week. Exactly, exactly. Again, I'm not I'm not I'm not jealous of that decision making. Let's just let's just say that. Sure. Um, who who do you believe you have? Um, who this season do you believe you've had the most chemistry with on the field? Um, that's a good question. I think um, I have to think about that actually. Um, you know, obviously the midfield to uh, Tori and Joe and I um, are, have kind of been the mainstay in the in the midfield. So you know, we must be doing something right. Um, so we've, we've combined well, I think, at times, and, and we've struggled at times, and I think what makes us so 
unique is that, you know, we're always asking each other how to get better, what we can do, what they saw in a specific play. And there's times that we've demanded more from each other. You know, hey, that's not good enough. And I think that's that's what makes us three so special is because we are a little bit older. We are more experienced. And uh, at the end of the day, we're going to win. We're, we're going to do whatever it takes to win. And, you know, I think that each game we're getting more and more comfortable with each other and, you know, just getting better each and every game. What about off the field? Who you, who do you click with there? Um, well, Crystal and I are, are pretty pretty close, but you know, she's been in LA. I don't know what she's been doing, but um <laughs> <laughs> No. Uh I like all the girls really. Um Estelle and I are pretty close. Um, uh, Megan Oyster, Caprice. I mean I think in every game, you can tell that we really just enjoy being around each other. All of our social media is all about each other, promoting ourselves. And, you know, if someone does something great, if a Steffi wins player of the week or player of the month, you know, whatever, take your pick with all the awards she's won this year. We're the first people to congratulate her. And I think um, that's what's so special about D.C. is that, you know, if if one person gets something, we're our, our biggest supporter. And uh, yeah. it's just a good environment that we've created and, and you know, hold it near and dear to our hearts. Who do you believe has been an unsung hero on the team? Maybe someone who uh, isn't on the stat sheets or doesn't make the headlines, but has definitely contributed to the success of the team. Um, two names jump in my mind, and that's Kelsey Weiss and Estelle. I think, you know, they're, they've come in, you know, when our, when Shalina left and when, um, Steph left. And they've just absolutely owned their role. You know, it's not easy to, um, sit the first part of the season and then all of a sudden you're, you've got to perform. And I think that they've, you know, uh, worked hard every day of practice and accepted their role at the time, but, you know, embraced their new role, which is, you know, going out and getting a shutout or going out and winning every 50-50 tackle or higher. And I think those two just, um, just I guess, embrace their this moment. And, you know, they're making those decisions for Jim even harder because they've they've gotten shut up. Estelle's done really well. She's saved goals. She's blocked shots. You know, what don't they do? Um, so I think those two are definitely the unsung heroes. Yeah. It, quick note on Weiss, something I think is, is interesting is um, she's started or she's played uh, two games less than Steph has this year, but has only seen two less shots on goal um, and actually has a slightly better save percentage. So she's com- she has been performing at the same level um, as Stephanie LeBay, which is, you know, that's as, as much as you can hope for with, with any um, when any, when any player comes up, uh, is that they can just sort of fill the role, and she's done exactly that. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know Kelsey could go anywhere and be the number one goalkeeper, and I think um, we've been so fortunate to have her as a quote unquote backup. But you know she plays like a, like a starter. She everything about her screams, you know, hey, I'm here to stay, and I'm here to push for the number one spot. And I think between her and Steph, they've created a happy environment that they can compete against each other and really, you know, drive the best out of each other. So the, the last set of questions, uh, Christina, are just some fun, quirky questions about your teammates. Um, <laughs> the fans really enjoy this this set, so I, I've kept okay. it a, a staple. 
the first one, not so quirky, something we all, or I think we're all curious of. We all love the Spirit Squadron. I personally have my own favorite chant. Do you have your favorite Spirit Squadron chant? That is a good question. Um, I mean, there's not a chant that we don't like, to be honest. I think we look forward to um, seeing what signs they have and what puns are on those signs and um, just kind of hearing them go nuts and kind of bang on that drum. And, you know, I guess for me personally, what I like is, you know, every corner kick that I take, every free kick that they take, they do this slow um, drum beat. So it's not really a chant, I guess, to say, you know, I can like, (laughs) I can like feel the, um, I guess the build up, you know, right before the shot. So, um, shout out to them for, you know, coming up with, with all those signs and all those little chants and stuff. And, you know, we can't give them enough credit because, you know, we've pulled out games because of them. I think, I think the under, my, my underrated chant of choice is when the opposition commits a foul and they start cheering, you can't do that. <laughs> that, that makes me laugh every time because it's like, it's sort of like a neener, 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 uh, kind of chant and I enjoy or it. The- yeah, or the one where they say you let the whole team down. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, of the players in the Washington Spirit, who is most likely to have a body buried in their backyard? A body buried in their backyard. Callie. Callie? Okay. Callie, yeah. That's a new one. I like that. Yeah. She's, uh, the reasoning behind that is she's so quiet. She's so quirky. She's so lovable, you know, she just, yeah. you know, she could have something up her sleeve. You never know. You never know what she's thinking. I, I think Joe said the same thing, actually. Really? <laughs> yeah. I can't remember if it was the same name, but it was the same reason, because they're quiet, and you just feel yeah. like they could they could pull that off. Um, Kelly actually sits next to me in the locker room, so I guess I should watch my back. <laughs> <laughs> who, uh, who do you believe is most likely to be late to practice because of a Netflix binge? Oh, this is a good one, too. I'm, like, going by the locker room, who I would probably say it could be me, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah. What are you watching right now? I watch, what don't I watch? Game of Thrones, um, Wentworth, which is an Australian show. Um, what else? Uh, are you, Grey's are you, Anatomy. Are you House Stark or House Lannister? Stark, 100%. Okay. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I, I feel like I would, I would have been judged if I went the other way. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, we can have that talk. I think I'm House Lannister, but not not because I don't like the Starks, but just um, that's for a whole other conversation. Next sure. season, we'll have a Game of Thrones chat. Exactly. You and I. Yeah. Cool. Um, lastly, who's most likely to be abducted by aliens? Most likely to be abducted by aliens. Um, again, I might have to go with Callie. <laughs> <laughs> Callie or Joe? 100%. Okay. Those I are can my see two. aliens being most interested in Joe. Yeah, but I feel like I aliens would take Joe and then they would give her back. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Both of them, yeah. they're just, you know, what you see. Or I guess with Joe, what you see is what you get. She's a great person. Um is all about exploring new 
I guess, I don't even know what to say. She's just, you know, open to anything. And I feel like if an alien picked her up, she'd be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> and Callie, well, you know, she might be already talking to aliens. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Again, I yeah. gotta watch my back. Um, at the top of the show, I, re- I realized I-, I mispronounced your last name, even though we got the wonderful instructional video uh, <laughs> earlier in the season. Has how many how many of your teammates now successfully say your last name after you've made that video? I can say that none of them have changed the way they've said it, just <laughs> out of spite. They're just yeah. like, I know it's this, but I'm gonna call you this anyway. And you know what? I'm gonna chalk it up as a as a win that they know it now, but a loss every time. Whatever comes out of their mouth on the field, it's just like yeah. <laughs> so sure. you know they know it. They know it deep down, and that's that's a win. Christine, we are following you on Twitter at Naren Christine. It's been a pleasure talking to you, Christine. Uh, I'm looking forward to our next opportunity to uh, to see you at the Plex. It'll be September 3rd uh, against the Flash. But fortunately, we have two more games to watch uh, when you guys go to Houston and then uh, Orlando. And we wish you the best of luck there. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Hey,